Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. I would like to begin by paying my respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which I am coming to you from today. Land where at Brainwaves we tell our stories, and land where the traditional custodians have told their stories for many, many years before us, and continue to tell their stories. I would like to pay my respects to Elders past and present, and acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners who are listening today. recording. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on... Hello and welcome to Brainwaves, a Wellways show dealing with mental health and other health conditions. I'm your host, Evan, and today we're exploring eating disorders with my guest today, Isabella Fells. Isabella is a writer published in magazines around Melbourne, and she also does poetry, and hopefully today she can share some of that and uh, with us together uh, with a story about um, obsessive-compulsive disorder, OCD, and how that affects her eating habits. Welcome to Brainwaves, Isabella. Thank you very much, Evan. It's great to be here back again. Uh, how have you been since we last spoke about your shopping addictions? And before that, I think we explored some of your poetry. Uh, it's been a, a lot better, thank God. Um, especially after Christmas, you could say. It's been much... All my Christmases seem to come up once during Christmas. But I've settled down over the new year. That's great. Uh, it's great you could come along again today as well. Um we only have half an hour show, so we might as well get straight into it. Uh, how do you define an eating disorder compared to maybe just loving food or being a greedy guts? <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, yeah, I um, I, I um, it, it's it goes a lot deeper than being a greedy guts. Um, and um, yeah, it, I eat a lot for emotional reasons for. Um, yeah, yeah, emotions play a large part in um in my eating. Um loneliness, boredom, stress, um and, and I've had this problem um for a very long time, um, this bad eating disorder. But I'm trying very hard, um it's been a mixed blessing. But ever since having had knee surgery, um, I'm a lot more careful about what I eat. That's great. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like really delves into how you're feeling, a lot of your emotions and and depressed, depressive sort of feelings, do you think? Yes, they all play a big part. I, I don't even know why the hell I'm eating at times. But yeah, no, it's um, good for me to um, 
sort of get back into myself and see what's going on inside. If there are stresses around, if there are um, relationships not working very well, I turn to food. When did when do things started for you? Was it when you were a little child? Oh, yes, it hit me very hard at the age of um, 13. I suddenly put on a lot of weight. And the flack that I got from mum, friends and family was terrible, actually, and, and I felt ashamed of myself that I should be hiding. Um, yeah, um, basically um, none of my Christmases came at once that year on, on that trip to Spain for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so was there any specific trigger that started it all off, like not just um, sort of the way you're treated, but any, any moment you notice when you just started sort of eating too much or...? I've always eaten a lot and I could sort of, um, it didn't have any effect. But when I hit puberty, I, um, puberty was a very big milestone for me. I just, yeah, I couldn't keep the weight down. But I, I was used to sort of, from very young, having like up to three or four Mars bars and half a loaf of bread um, after school. I didn't even worry or think twice about it. But when I hit puberty and put on all that weight, I became obsessed with um, food and weight. And uh, so it's linked to OCD. Um, is it is that as well as uh, sort of affected from medications you have on for mental health? I take Clozaril, and that really um, sends me over the. That doesn't help me at all. Um, with it's great for my mental health, but it gives me very bad um, compulsions to eat, and um, and it also increases my appetite. So yeah, I'm just I'm doing well, just sort of staying a stable weight with Clozaril. Um, before I used to put a lot more expectations on myself, but it's much better. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm sort of I'm trying to sort of accept myself as I am. That's beautiful, Isabella. You are a beautiful person. Yeah, I, um, yeah, it must give you anxiety being worried about food as well as mental health problems and. What measures do you try and take to control your compulsions for food? Ah, yes. If I land into a depression, I've always got you, Evan, to talk to, and and sort of, and we and we and um, he, Evan's given me great tips: drinking lots of water, um, walking, um, try, trying to sort of take breaks in between meals, uh, veg, veg, cucumbers, uh, carrot sticks, um, other go. Instead of stuffing myself with anything I can find, sort of. But yeah, I do have to take drastic measures in my in my kitchen. I can't um, have loaves of bread or um, even packets of muesli bars. I have to get everything very healthy because I, I tend to devour things in the middle of the night. <laughs> and that's another problem with the I don't sleep well either. So that that so in, so because of that. I go straight to the fridge. It's, it's almost a compulsive sort of behaviour. Are there any other measures you've sort of taken to help curb your behaviours, like um, to help stop the cravings, to uh, sort of working at distracting you from eating so much? I look at my wardrobe and I think, my God, you know, if I had to buy a brand new wardrobe, I, I wouldn't be able to afford it for starters. 
but I'd, I'd feel terrible. It, it'd be it'd come at an enormous expense, and I really do want to keep fitting into my nice clothes. I suppose living on a busy shopping strip where you do um, probably doesn't help with the range of choices you have to buy, or well, not just food but also clothing and stuff. But um, and all the takeaways and cafe lunches and things on offer. Is this do you find this a hindrance, or do you just enjoy yourself? Um bit of both actually I do really enjoy it but I try to think I'd be better off buying myself an article of clothing rather than um having a a $25 meal or something like that um and um but but I'm careful too when I go out um I, I tend to eat a lot of Japanese and um and um Vietnamese and but very healthy things again so if you could change one thing about OCD, what would you, obsessive compulsive disorder, what would you like different? Yeah, just to, um, it's a hard one actually, OCD is um, very... Um, Take your time, just, we've got time. <laughs> if I could change something, yeah, I'd love to. Um, not have to take um, the medication, but, th- but there's no other option at the moment. Um yeah, I'd I'd love to go back to my youth, you know, when I was sort of at a very good weight. Um, but yeah, no, that's the cards that um life has dealt me. Um, yeah, yeah, we all seem to we all have our own thing, don't we? We have to seem to have problems we have to face and try and find solutions. We might just take a break for a minute. We'll be back after um, a little uh, community service announcement with uh, Isabella. Oh, welcome back to Brainwaves on 3CR 855 AM uh, My name's Evan, I'm here with Isabella Fells and we're talking about eating disorders and obsessive compulsive disorder And Isabella, uh, can you see hope for the future maybe learning to train your addictions or compulsions and overcoming them in the short or long term? Um, yeah, um I, I can, things are already getting a lot better actually, um, even though I pig out at night it's, and, and, I, and I feel like a real greedy guts at times. Um, I'm much more measured actually. I don't have like a whole um, container of nuts or cashews, but just a handful or two or, or just everything in moderation because I'd get so depressed about overeating. It, was, it had a terrible effect on me. It would ruin my day sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, sorry. To, sorry, my mother also used to keep tabs on my weight. She'd make me go to two gyms, and um, and, and it was fun. It was very exhausting, though. And, and but going to the gym is a very good way of um of being careful afterwards with food and, and feeling like um that I'm gonna um and because of my knee because of both my knees having to be replaced that there's no choice but to be careful with food yeah you can't just go sprinting i suppose and do a lot of rigorous exercise you do some walking and and stuff and your gym work which is great um so are there outside influences that cause more grief for you to feel the need to eat do you think the death of my mother has had a profound effect. I've no longer got her sort of on the other end of the phone or the other end of the bed shaking off my doona, telling me to get on the treadmill or pushing me into the gym. 
So I've got to sort of do it for myself, and um, and that's been very hard. And but yeah, I, I realise that no one else can do it but me. That's right. The hard, work, the, the hard work can't be done with anyone else but me. I think a lot of people find that, don't they? They get a personal trainer and it does help a bit, but it really, in the end, it's up to them to create their own exercise program and, um, and do it for themselves. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I know I've done this. I'm not sure if it's the same for you, but when you felt like you can't get a partner for, for a length of time, you maybe feel low in self-esteem or you might compensate not having a sex life with pleasures of easily obtainable food which really doesn't replace a healthy love life but gives you that dopamine hit and temporary relief from that worry. Do you find this a problem for you and contributes to your OCD compulsions to it? I do actually. Um, when I was a lot younger, sex was more important than food but it sort of turned the other way after I got ill and, and my sex drive went down and um, and lots of things went down. and um, Yeah, so um, but, but, um, I'm hoping to sort of... Um, yeah, um. <laughs> it's a sensitive topic. I'm sorry, you, you don't have to answer. That's okay. Um, as John Travolta says, there are two desires: sex and food. Um, one goes up, the other one goes down. They sort of play on each other. And I'd much rather have a higher sex drive than than a desire to eat all the time. Yeah, I've had the similar problem. I haven't had a partner for a long time, and. I tend. I went through a long period of just compensating for any sort of emotional connection, eating, just finding pleasure in eating food. It's just that's why I brought it up. But um, yeah. Um, do you have poetry about eating disorders? I do. I do. I'd love to share it with you. That the eating disorder takes me everywhere into mental hospitals. Um, overseas, I I binge, you know, um, on planes. I'm at Everywhere I go, I um, and in the Spanish family too, they have this terrible habit of attacking the fridge. Uh, yeah, some people in in so it's a bit genetic too. Yeah, different cultures, I suppose, have different um, different ways of preparing food, and like Italians have a lot of pasta and a lot of pizza, and I suppose Spanish have similar sort of cuisine. That's maybe contributes to that or that's right yes yes um no it was um it was terrible you know at the age of 15 when I packed on about 15 kilos in less than six weeks it was terrible actually um but yeah I'm I'm not gonna sort of um yeah I've managed to keep it stable since the knee surgery I've only put on like four or five kilos and then taken it off again so that's much better progress than and it was very noticeable before I'd put a stack on 10 kilos in a matter of a month sometimes. There's so much influence on social media now. So you see these ads and they've got like huge hamburgers and eating contests and all this kind of thing. Do, do you see those? What do you think of those? It doesn't help, does it? Advertising, I really don't like a lot of advertising because it leads to eating disorders. And um, problems sort of managing um, and problems with self-esteem too. Mm. Do you have some poetry that you got prepared? Or? Sorry. Um. 
this is um, uh, issues with food. Um, I've written three little poems and then I've got another one too. Um, eating nothing, doing nothing, eating everything, devouring life, life too much to take. Midnight binges, the only way I get out of my bedroom have a wishing I could be caught out like a mousetrap in between my bedroom and the tea room. Pitter-patter off to the tea room in the middle of the night, feeling myself getting fatter. The, I, I was terrible in the mental hospital. I just I, I had no control. Um, I'd be um, searching for food um, up and down the stairs of the building. It was very, very bad, the compulsions to eat. I ate incredible. I'd have like a, a whole, it was very bad binges every night and it led me to put on about 10 kilos when I was in hospital. I wish they'd had better measures. I really do. Um, they had to hide all the food away. Sometimes that's the only way I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And I've written another poem too. Um, Oh, sorry, I, there was a bit more to this poem here. Peter patter off to the tea room in the middle of the night, feeling myself getting fatter, biscuits scattered, everything shattered, my life all in tatters, food all that matters. And then there's a, yeah, that, that's... That's great, Isabella. Not not great you've gone through it, but great great <laughs> you can express it so eloquently. And um, as I eat bananas, I feel like I'm going bananas. As I eat crackers, I feel like I'm going crackers. Eating nuts, going nuts. Nuttier even than a fruitcake, as crazy as a fruit salad. Trying not to spill the beans, eating everything except the greens. Unhealthy in both body and mind. However, after buying chips from vending machine in the middle of the night and being caught out by one of the nurses, I can finally chip away at my eating disorder. That's good. A bit positive at the end. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very. I'd love to share more of my writing if anyone's interested. I've um, written about. Um, it's called Confessions of an Overeater for Eureka Street, and also um, how to be a gym junkie and a food junkie at the same time. That's a, that's another article in Eureka Street. Yeah. You've got quite a few now published in different articles, haven't you? Yep, and I hope to keep writing more and helping more people about eating disorders. Great. <clears throat> um, other exercise programs to help with weight gain you're doing, and does this help with cravings? Well, what's that gym program you're doing? I see an exercise physiologist, and she keeps me very much on track. Um, we do lots of um, walking, and I just feel I don't want to spoil. Um, but again, it makes me much more careful about what I eat and, and the consequences of, um, with my knees, you know, I can't afford to, um, I almost thought I was going to be in a wheelchair at one stage before my knee replacement. <laughs> so the fear of that, um, it really encourages me to keep going to the gym, eating healthy. And, and even if I do pig out during the night, just making it sure it's healthy things like um, fruit and cucumbers. Again, that's my best bet. <laughs> oh, thanks, Isabel. We might take another break and we'll be back in just a moment after this community service announcement. 
Hi, welcome back to Brainwaves on 3CR 855am on your dial, your local community radio um, in Melbourne. Um, yeah, I'm here with Isabella Fells. My name's Evan, one of Brainwaves presenters, and um, we're talking about eating disorders and how it relates to OCD and mental health. And um, I think Isabella's got a bit more poetry she'd like to read out. This one's called Eight. It's a bit longer, this one, but I edit it channels all my frustrations about food and weight and eating. I, I get it all out in this poem. Um, ate too much. The restaurant too much of a good thing. The tables were against me. The food came out splendid. I surrendered. Mouthful after mouthful, instead of getting an earful with those around me. Only me, myself and the calories. Starting with the salty savouries, then finishing up with the sweet pastries. Eating up my hard day's pay. Going for the chips and chocolate. Food forever come what may. However, leaving behind the celery, it doesn't even touch my lips. The chips and chocolate, however, hit my hips. Feeling fat and elderly. On a mission to wipe up simply everything quickly and immediately. Heated up lukewarm or cold, even before it has to thaw or be reheated. I can't stand having to wait for the food. However, I love being waited on hand and foot, and even mouth to mouth. I can't hold off even for a second. Yet I then loathe myself over a loaf of bread. The food beckons. My body is limitless. It never reckons it has had enough. Others treat my weight tough. I feel as beaten as a cake mixture. My fat is now a fixture that I simply can't fix. Sugar is a constant fix. I keep, up, I keep eating up everything, not lasting more than a few seconds. My mouth constantly on the wide. My stomach with so much food inside. Others giving me even more of a hide at my big backside. However, the calories not burning up like wood. This then putting me in a black smoky mood. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. I know that was a bit very I've come a long way since that poem, actually, yes. Yeah. You're not really a particularly big girl, really. I mean, you're quite thin, but you just, you were much thinner when you were younger, weren't you? That's right. You know, we have impossible standards, uh, um, especially in my mother's side of the family. If you put on three kilos, it was seen as a disaster, as a major disaster. But, yeah, um that that's uh, that's why I'm sort of beat myself up so much about my weight. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, we've come a long way as a community too about body shaming and and seeing bigger people as beautiful and sexual and it's uh it's not always a bad thing putting on a bit of weight like I'm not saying it is a bad thing but um it depends on what you want to, how you want to look, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah. I've heard of poor models sort of losing their jobs at putting on one kilo. <laughs> And I feel very sorry for them. I'm sorry what they have to go through, you know, trying to sort of live up to sort of the impossible standards put forth in the media. Um, I really feel for them. Yeah, I was a very skinny boy and then when I had mental health problems, I put on a lot of weight. I've got a big tummy. I just don't (laughs) like it. I'd love to have a flat tummy, but... It doesn't doesn't bother me that much. Like, it's just more the health, health problems associated with that, like diabetes or um, high blood pressure or whatever. 
I beat myself to about my weight. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm very sort of um, I'm a, a perfectionist in the family, so that we feel we all have to have perfect bodies, and it's just not attainable. In, you get to a certain age, and I mean, you can put in a lot of work and and try and trim yourself up, and get muscular. There's a lot of pressure in the media these days for, you know, being a gym gym person and looking fit and running. And some of us, we're just, you know, you've had knee surgery. It's just not really a reality to be probably like that. Even though, I mean, it's not saying it's out of out of the realms of reality. I mean, you could, but um, just very difficult, isn't it? That's right. I used to do a hell of a lot of aerobics when I was younger, but and, and I'd love to be able to do that again, but I'm limited. So, yeah, I've just got to try very hard with my diet and just not stuff up uh, as much as I, I just can't afford to stuff up, given my knee condition. Uh, so would you like to tell the general public about how to treat people with OCD to help them relieve the pressure of addiction? Like, do you find you're saying um, to me, uh, that you know, you find shopkeepers tend to sort of push product on you a bit. Ah, oh, yes, yes. Um, with with food and and way, yeah, yeah. I've been sold um diet pills, do which um, I'm I'm sure that, that, that I don't think they did anything. I paid like fifty and slimming teas and um, all sorts of potions and miracle pills. Uh, one, one um, GP wanted me to go on a $300 diet pill a month um, medication called Contrave. But, um, yeah, no, that, that was, um, that sort of was way over the top, I think. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so do you have any other things you'd like to say just to the viewer, to the listener about OCD, how, how to sort of uh, make it easier for you? Just not to give up with the OCD to try to manage it as best we can. Uh, to delay and distract every time you feel a compulsion to eat. To ring up a special friend, or, or I can. Um, and I'm very lucky to have Evan in my life who I can turn to when I'm feeling sort of peckish. Um. <laughs> well, thanks, Isabella. I really appreciate that compliment. It's, it's lovely having a friend like you as well. Thank you. Uh, that's all the time we have today with Isabella. Um, keep fighting those compulsions. I know you can beat these problems. That's what life's about, facing our problems, overcoming them, finding solutions if we can. It's worth a shot anyway. You're doing so well as it is. Thank you. Dealing with this on a daily basis, all the best. Thanks very much for having me, Evan. Thank you very much. And that's all the time we have today for Brainwaves. I'm your host, Evan, and you've been listening to Isabella Fell's story about OCD and food addictions. I hope you enjoyed her poetry too. Do look out for her writing in Q Magazine and various other magazines like Eureka Street. And don't forget to tune in next week, the same time at three uh, 5 p.m. Sorry, on 3CR, 8.55 a.m. Or listen to the podcast on 3CR website or your favourite streaming service. Bye for now. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.